Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> okay. All right. Blue Magic, that's a brand name, like Pepsi, that's a brand name, I stand behind it, I guarantee it, they know that, even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills, what I'm talking about is, when you chop my dope down, one, two, three, four, five percent, and then you call it Blue Magic, that is trademark infringement, you understand what I'm saying? All right, y'all, I am so sorry. I meant to do my show yesterday from Cleveland, Ohio, Tell the Truth Tuesday. Just couldn't get it the fuck together because there was so much crisis and turmoil. So today is Wild Wednesday. The show is called Harvey and September 6, 2017. So let me rewind y'all back to a couple weeks ago. So I always fly. Everybody thinks I'm weird because I always fly, drop my son off in Houston, stay a couple days with my homeboy, my homegirl, really, Robert. Liz, my home, you know, my people down there. You guys saw some footage of me and Wood down there. He's getting ready to drop the uh, the YouTube channel with the the interviews and things that we did during the time I was down there. So I look forward to going down there twice a year because I fly him down there, stay a couple of days, I fly back, then I fly back down there to pick him up, stay a couple of days, and fly back. So this, I, I get to the airport, you know, and I realize that Harvey's getting ready to hit. This was not this Sunday, but the Sunday before, and I'm thinking. You know what, God, let me just get down there to get him in this little pocket of time to be able to snatch him and get out of there. I had called the hotel. I was staying at the Derrick at the time. I was like, you know, they were like, no, you know, we closed the pool down. Because, you know, I, we lived in Florida. My son was born in Florida, you know, central Florida. So somebody tells you it's a hurricane watch. Even though we're in central Florida, you still, you prepare for it. But, you know, you, you know you're not going to get hit as bad as the coastal towns, like the Miamis and, you know. So Galveston, I, we knew was going to get hit, Corpus Christi, things like that. So there was nothing. So the fight. Uh, Floyd Mayweather and uh, Connor was Saturday night. I left work Saturday night, drove three and a half hours to Cleveland because I like the direct flights. So I get an hour outside the airport and I get an email. My flight has been canceled. Now, my son had just texted me, Mommy, is your flight still good? Yeah, baby, I'm coming to get you. That's what's up. You know, because him and his father 
you know, they only see each other this one time a year, you know, and I make sure that that gets facilitated and it happens and it is what it is. And uh, the flight gets canceled. So I'm I'm literally in front of the airport at this point, and I go in and I say, well, listen, let me just reschedule all my shit now because I already know that, oh, the airport's be open Tuesday. I said, nah, that ain't what NASA said, okay? So they reschedule all my shit for the following Tuesday, and I'm thinking, like, how am I going to do this? Because then it's, like, two-day delays, and if you don't catch a flight, so I said, well, you know what? I could fly it on Tuesday, get there at 430. If all goes well, I'll just, because the next flight left, or I'll get there at 330. The next flight left at 430 coming back to Cleveland. No problem. I'll literally just do a turnaround, grab my kid, and get back. So for the whole week, my son is calling me, and I'm I'm a nervous wreck because, I mean, he's to the point where he's like, Mommy, can you drive here? He's 13, big as hell, almost 200 pounds. Can you drive here, baby? I can't. There's nothing I could do. So as a parent, I'm horrified. So all week I really just haven't felt too appropriate about posting shit, not knowing whether my son has electricity or whether he's flooded or is he sleeping on an air mattress in the middle of some water because we've seen some horrifying footage from Harvey. My son was okay. He was out in a compound with, you know, his father and the father's in-laws. So at one point they did lose power. At one point they didn't have hot water. Uh, At one point my son was in the same clothes for three days. Here's the cardinal rule I'm getting ready to fucking break on the show today. So I really, even in my book, and Stanley Landa Die of a Hot Mess, a lot of people knew, you know, who I was married to or whatever, and they went to that book to see me slander my ex-husband and things like that. And I said, you know, I really don't want to do that on paper just because my son is going to read that one day. But I'm going to make an exception today. Here, and, and, and it's not slander because it's true. I try not to tell my son that the reason that his father and I divorced is because his father was on some punk-ass bitch shit. I, I can't. You know, I I believe that everybody has their role and everybody has their place and time. And a man that allows a woman, any woman, to run him, not that he's not a man, but I can't fuck with you. Because, you know, sometimes I fall short of what I say I'm all about. I'm quoting Isley Brothers songs and shit. But I need you to be able to, you know, rein that shit back in. Like, hey, that's, that's not what we're doing right now. So here is a man that I knew, you know, after I had my son that this motherfucker let us starve to death. He really would. And this isn't me talking bad about my husband. We've been divorced. It'll be 10 years in October. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm not with the shits. I'm sick of it. And I hope you and your fucking bitch ass wife are listening because I don't give a fuck about you either, Rocky. And I'm going to tell you why, because you're a bad person. Okay. So I have to talk about this because first of fuck of all, my son went to go see the fight. I don't know what part of NASA issuing statements saying Houston was going to get fucked up that y'all didn't understand, okay? Y'all took my son and your daughter to a fight about 40 minutes away from where they live, okay, to, to a fight party. It was family. You didn't pack a bag. You didn't say, hey, maybe we should sit the fuck down. Maybe we should not go see that. So as a result, you guys got stranded at her in-law's house, Okay. No problem. He's familiar with them, whatever, whatever, okay? As a woman and as a mother, and I'm going to speak directly to you, Raquel, because I know you listen to my fucking show, you knew you shouldn't have left that house. And as a woman, as a wife, it is your duty, if you see your husband fucking up or getting ready to make decisions that are not savory, that you kind of rein that motherfucker back in too. Like you really want to, you know what I'm saying, that's what we're doing with our kids right now. we we going over here. I have not talked to this woman in years. This woman is batshit crazy. You know, and I, it's not that 
I, I don't like her. I don't give a fuck about her at all, but she don't care about me. And I know that you don't care about my son truly, because if you did, you would call at certain times during the year, just like you did when you was courting with my ex-husband. You the third wife. Let's be clear on this shit. This is his third wife. Okay. I was wife number two, but my first marriage. So I feel that as a woman, you should have said, you know what? Maybe you go, you stupid motherfucker. Right. And I'm going to stay here with the kids. Now, it comes out because my son has put on probably about 10, 15 pounds while he was down there. No big deal. You know, he's athletic. He's not doing cross country this year, but my son also is getting ready to have a growth spurt. My son is bigger than me. He's about 5'8", 173, okay, 175. When he left here, he wasn't that big. And she says little comments and little things that I don't fucking appreciate. Like she asked me two years ago when he hadn't seen my son for three years and saw fit that he married this woman and have a baby. Saw fit to all of that. She blamed me for a miscarriage that she had. I met the broad one time in my life, the stress, and I don't know. She said I did some type of witchcraft or something, and that's how she lost her baby. Bitch, I don't, look, and then you turn around and got pregnant like two seconds later, like, get the fuck out of here. You was not pregnant. You got your period. That was not a miscarriage. You got your period. Knock it the fuck off. And me being responsible, I met you one time. I don't care about you. All I care about is my son, okay? Now, when she became a mother, I had a little bit of compassion for the broad until she told my son, hey, did you know that your mom stabbed your dad? Wait a minute. What? I did, but my son and I had already had that conversation. That was not your place, bitch, to tell my son that, right? So now i got to put my son in therapy and shit because, you know, I don't like, you know, my son says some off shit to her too, okay, which, you know, he apologized, whatever, whatever. But as a, as a female, as a woman, as a mother, just why would you even argue with a child? Why would you tell a child something like that? You want my son to hate me. It's never going to fucking happen. He sucked on my titty to get nourishment, not yours. My son is never going to hate me. Because I tell my son the truth. So while my son and them are down there in the hurricane, okay, I'm growing angrier and angrier by the day because now they're starting to say little shit that I don't appreciate. Like, oh, well, can't, well, he got to stay another week. Oh, okay, well, can't we just put him on a plane? I don't want my baby flying by himself. And y'all not finna pay that 1500 to get the baby up here. I know you're not. Oh, we'll pay it. Wow. So you just. Trying to get him out? Like, what are you saying? Because you y'all life is interrupted because my son is down there and y'all can't. You, look, my son ain't five years old. You can't go to Walmart and shop for him like you would, you know what I'm saying, your little baby girl, who I love this little girl. Y'all seen her on my page. Cutest thing ever. So I lost a lot of respect for my ex-husband and the new wife because his parents, y'all just didn't function the way you were supposed to. And as his father, you didn't protect him the way you were supposed to in your in-law's house. There was a situation that happened with one of the little cousins, which, listen, I'm not with the shits. I'm not with that 15-year-olds dating 19-year-olds. That shit's not cute. It's not fucking funny. You know, oh, you know, oh, la gorda bad. That shit is fucking pedophilia. Like, knock it the fuck off. It's not fucking funny. And just because my son don't want to date somebody that's technically his cousin by marriage, like, black people don't do shit like that. We be like, that's your cousin. You know what I'm saying? Like, even if it's by marriage, I've been married a bunch of times. You don't do that. So... Anytime my son is made to feel uncomfortable somewhere where his father be at, we have a fucking problem, okay? He's, you know, oh, he was going to get upset with the girl. Look, leave the fucking kid alone. Y'all about this motherfucking monsoon life. My kid ain't about that shit. He's 13. You know, he's an honor roll, an honor society, inducted into the shit, accelerated classes. Don't nobody got time to be worried about what little Chiquita is doing. 
Nobody cares. Eat a banana or a plantain or something. Leave my kid the fuck alone. Tell, t- talking to my son like he a peasant and shit. And then he tells his father, and his father allows it. That right there, a lot of people don't notice, that's one of the reasons I had to get divorced. Because you're dealing with an entity, right, that if we – and my ex-husband's big as fuck, 6'5", 2'8", just, just a big man. Knock it the fuck off. Then you let your wife rule you. That's why y'all motherfuckers got my son locked up in a fucking hurricane and couldn't get him the fuck home. It shouldn't have been just my responsibility to fly down there to get him. Not only that, let me tell you the type of, let me tell you the type of people these people is. This is why I have no respect for the wife. You as a woman didn't even call me as a mother and say anything to me while the child was there. I don't give a fuck about you at all. And this is the first time I've ever even spoke publicly about your bitch ass because you're just a bad fucking person. You wanted that man so fucking bad, not realizing that the way I was raised, I'm never going to warn the next bitch about somebody I used to fuck with. I ain't going to never warn you. Nah, he was great. He was amazing. (laughs) He was amazing. He was my best friend. Go on, get it. Because I already know what was going on. You talk about I took all that man's money. That man ain't had no motherfucking money for me to take shit he tried to take from me. Everything I got, I built. So when you started seeing the trail of lies and now you realizing what the fuck you got, now everybody got to work two jobs and whatever the fuck is going on, it is what it is. Y'all sat up there and talked shit about my kid because y'all want to go out and buy new vehicles and all this other shit. Hey, that's what's up. But you still owe my son a, a Toyota Corolla worth of money. I'm going to say it again, over 12 racks. And and this is a cardinal rule I'm breaking, but I feel I need to break it because I don't want to say nothing to y'all just now because I'm angry. But I know your fucking wife listens, so buckle up, sweetie. So now you got my son down there. Y'all ain't updating me. I got to be calling and texting my son. Y'all ain't updating me on nothing. What type of fucking parents are you? So when I tell the man, listen, I'm not bringing him down there next year. He's talking about, well, you know, he could no. The proper response would have been, "It's been about six years since I've been up where you at." My mother was still alive. I had to put y'all out on the porch on the street. Okay, um, I'll just come up there. Y'all got money to do every fucking thing else to go to Dominican Republic for vacations and shit like that. But you don't got enough money to come take your school. Just look, you a boss. Come up here and take your son to school. But you can't come up here without her, girl. I'm gonna repeat it again. Don't nobody want that motherfucker but you. Okay. Nobody, I promise, nobody, okay? A man that would leave his family is not a man at all. And I personally wasn't raised like that. So when I see people that don't move the way that my father did or don't move the way that that, that the men in my mother's life move, I can't fuck with you. That makes me feel very unsafe. So even the crazy motherfucker that I was dealing with in, in the past, he moved and functioned in the way that my father did at certain times. And it would be because his father and my father knew each other. They was cool. Okay? So they don't, when, when they say they don't make them like that no more, they don't. Okay? Here's the other issue. So I got to go. I get to Cleveland, okay? No, Nobody's updating me, okay? This, this, I ain't spoke to this woman in almost two years, not a Merry Christmas, not a nothing. See, I'm very appropriate. And at one point, probably like, I'm trying to think, three years ago, we flew in. She was very phony, like, oh, you think you're going to have more kids, bitch? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really thinking about kids right now. I'm thinking about making money since y'all just now started paying well, I was paying some of the child support payments. Well, you were stupid then because he's a grown-ass man and he should be paying them himself. Oh, now, mind you, before she had a baby, oh, the baby doesn't need that much money to live. Okay, well, when you get one, you let me know. Sure enough, now all of a sudden, now you understand. 
They got to eat. You know, and listen, I'm not one of these bras that took her. Listen, my child support order been the same for 10 years. I ain't never went back to the courts. They take me to court trying to subpoena financial documents. Bitch, you're never going to get them. I fucking, I work where I work, and that's it. I don't know what you're talking about, okay? And I wouldn't have to work as hard as if I was in a dual parenting situation. So, yes, I post like everything is cool, but I felt like I needed to do this show so that y'all could fucking understand this shit has been hell, hell, hell. It takes years. It's been a decade, and I haven't said nothing to this girl. So listen what happened. 2.30 in the morning, my son calls me, texts me about an incident that's going on between the little girls, talking to them like they're crazy and shit like that, right? There's nothing worse than a child being in a situation where, A, it's not his domain. So that's not his grandma's house, okay? He's not on his own turf, and you still don't defend the son. Then... The the stepmother is, is like, fake crying, talking about, I never thought you would disrespect a female. Girl, listen, you should have called me. If you really felt that my son said or did something to your niece, you should have fucking called me. So you know what happens? I text his father at 2.30 in the morning. I said, listen, I don't know what's going on down there. We're going to have to have a conversation about this tomorrow. I get on the phone with my son. I'm in the car with my dude. Listen, I got to put on speaker, you know, I got to pull over. Here, Here's what the man says. Oh, they just kids. They was just playing. Right when I said, because I will come down there. Now they mad at my son talking about, why did you have to tell your mother? Because his mother is a fucking monster. I'm a fucking pit bull with a, without a fucking leash when it comes to my son. I told them, I will come down there and tear y'all shit up. Fuck Harvey. That's my son. That's our son. And you motherfuckers got him in a situation. Listen, the natural disaster isn't your fault. That's not your fault. What's your fault is that the way that you reacted, where was y'all bottled water? Where was the fucking peanut butter? Where was the bread? What the fuck is wrong with y'all? You made me feel like I shouldn't send my son down there because y'all motherfuckers just live in some type of way. Then she makes a comment to my son trying to get in my fucking business talking about, um, does your mom know let you eat like that? Let, let, it's food. First of all, I cook every day. Y'all motherfuckers can go to Whataburger, Jack in the Box, these five-star four restaurants and do whatever the fuck it is that you want to do. I cook, right? So all that sodium and shit like that that you guys had in your food because you don't want to fucking cook. It's funny because when I was married to the motherfucker, I cooked three meals a day every day. I wish I had it lucky where I could just, you know, just throw a fucking Pop-Tart on the counter and that's what you're going to eat. He wasn't with the shits. But then again, he had a little bit more... uh a little bit more of a, an astute attitude when I was with him because he was still playing with teams. Not now. I don't know what's going on. I don't know which one you got. So now she says, does your mom know that you eat like that? Um, first of all, you show my son that you could just go to the car lot, grab cars and shit like that. Oh, he wants some too. So y'all out here just living y'all life and shit. Look, I cop something, my son getting it too. You'll never see my son in a situation. He might look like a bum, but make no mistake, them Doc Martens on his feet. He might look like a skateboard kid, but make no mistake, when he walks in the store and he wants to pick out every pair of fucking pants, he's going to get them. You understand what I'm saying? Not because he's spoiled, but because he don't ask for shit. I just went, we went and got him everything from Aeropostale. He's telling him that my boyfriend, you know, got the clothes. He he gets some type of jealousy over that because in all the years, no man has really ever, you know what I'm saying, made it to the level where they met my kid or, you know, where it was serious and I'm telling my ex-husband about it. No man has made that level. 
So now he gets jealous. He want to, you know what I'm saying, like some type of way. Dude, at the end of the day, if you got somebody else that's taking care of your kids, you should be a fucking ashamed of yourself. You know what I'm saying? He comes to me to ask me for shit and knows that if I don't have it, that my significant other would, make, would without a shadow of a doubt, what does he mean? Okay, here. You understand what I'm saying? That's terrible. But I always got it. But still, that's terrible. So I go. I'm on my way. I get the email 530 in the morning. Uh, yesterday, Tuesday, my flight was delayed. So now I'm in a fucking clusterfuck because I'm like, fuck, now I got to, okay, I got to think fast. So I get to the airport. I said, you know what? I brought my peoples with me. I said, you know what? Let's just drive out there for the day. I'm not going to get on the plane because if I get on the plane, I'm going to miss my son. Like he's, you know, and then I'm going to be stranded in Houston for days. I'm just, I'm just trying to get my baby out. I'm just trying to get my kid out of there. Okay. I call my son. So listen, this is what has to happen. You might have to get on the plane by yourself. I fought my whole life for my son not to have to get on the plane by himself. That's what I work for, to pay for shit like that. Just like motherfuckers will pay, you know, three, $400 to go sit down and have something to eat, shit. I'll pay three, $400 for me to fly down and go to Houston. My friends, you know, Robert, you know, Liz, Wood, all of them, they straight in Texas. George, they all straight in Texas. I'm thankful for that. So for me, it's a situation where... I'm just trying to get my baby home. He starts school tomorrow. You know, he's in all these classes. I went, did the best I could, got him as much stuff because I don't know how big he is now or small or what size he's wearing. I ain't seen him in two months. So now, you know, I have to explain to the father, and then I start realizing this is another reason we had to get a fucking divorce because you're not, you know, assertive. Like you're not, you know, I had to be the one to call the airport and say, listen, you you need to waive this fee because this was a natural disaster, you know, due to the fact that through no fault of my own, the flight was this, this, and this. I had to articulate all that, and I get it. My ex-husband doesn't speak very good English, whatever, whatever, but that's our son. So then, this is the part that really pissed me off. This type of fucking, this, this, this is another reason I got divorced, because I told you this motherfucker will leave me to starve to death with a child. So he gets to the airport, and I said, well, you're going to have to stay there with him until the flight leaves at 530. I'm already in Cleveland, so we good. You know, we just spent the day, went to shout out to uh, Chuck at Luca's yesterday down in the flats, had some shit called Sashetti, whatever. It's a northern Italian spot. So we sat there. I mean, we had us a... A nice time. I had some absence because I'm going crazy because it's the first time my baby's been on a flight by himself. Totally trust him. I buy him adult seats, but it's just, you know what I'm saying? That's not that's not how I wanted it planned. But then I realized that we have a bigger picture here. Mommy got to get money, right? We can't trust daddy to do what he needs to do, so mommy got to go get money. So mommy can't afford to be in Houston stuck down there for three days not making no money, okay? I got to go to work. So he says, well, I can't stay here with him until 530. The airline said, you're going you gonna to stay <laughs> legally. That's what you're going to do. You know, like, why the fuck would you want to leave your son in the motherfucking airport? Oh, and then I'm sorry. I said, well, give him the money you were supposed to give me because you were supposed to pay for his flight back. Oh, I forgot to get it. This is, you, okay, this is the shit. This is, this is what I'm talking about. This is the shit that I'm talking about. You forgot to give, okay, so you're just going to put your baby on the plane. Now, mind you, I sent my son down there with money. Okay, so he was fine. He was like, "My, I didn't spend any of my money. I got money." He had he had a substantial amount of money that he would he would have been fine with. But like, what the fuck? Like, and this is why I wanted to send him down there for two months is because yeah, that four week shit is cute. That's cute. Stay down there for eight weeks, and everybody starts showing their true colors. 
So, you know, my thing is this. I thought we was cool. We not cool. Then the man hung up the phone on me because he was like, see, he flew by himself. No, you want him to fly by himself because you cheap as fuck. You'll spend money on the shit that you want to spend money on, but not on our son. I'm not with the fucking shits. I am not fucking spending any more money to bring our son down there, and I've been doing it for years. He don't even want to go down there next summer. He feels some type of way. You and your fucking bitch-ass wife, this is making him feel like he's alienated. He's fucking 13. Why don't you spend some time to get to know him? Every time he turn around, he got to bring his little sister with him, and that's not an issue. But he needed some father time. He's 13. I told you to whoop his ass when he was down there talking to you crazy and shit like that. That's what I sent him there for. I'm not going to, you know, physically lay hands on him. Well, okay, well, when the police start getting at his ass, you know, just for some mouthy shit. Because if you would mouth off at your father and your mother, you would mouth off to a cop. And that's how you're going to get your ass whooped. Okay? I don't got that kind of bail money. Okay? So, and I don't be feeling like having human rights issues with my child. Pop him in the fucking mouth. He don't want to do it. Cool. So when I do it, don't fucking say nothing to me. I don't talk about parenting on my show. I don't talk about because it's a lot of people that's old. I don't want to do that. Man, fuck that. My kid talk crazy to me. You getting fucking assaulted. That's it. And I dare you to call somebody and tell them that I did this because you could go live with them because they don't have sushi there. They don't. I'm sure they don't have eight-year-olds that eat at Nobu in New York just because that's what the fuck they wanted to do. You know, I'm trying to raise my son into a man, and I'm trying to get his father to help me, and it's just the sad fact of it is that some men just, you know what I'm saying? It's just it's not the same. That's not even a cultural issue. That's guilt. You don't want to whoop your son's ass because you feel guilty about not being there. Well, guess what? I don't feel guilty. I'm here every day. He could get the business. And I'm not talking about, like, no, you know what I'm saying? When I say whoop his ass, I'm talking about, like, pop him in his mouth or you talking crazy. And, you know, we could take away all social, you know, all devices, phones, everything else. I'm not going to sit here and work my whole life for a, a young man to talk to me like he's crazy and be disrespectful. That's what I, now I got to instill my brothers to have conversations because my brothers don't, don't hit either. Okay. They're, they got something with them that just lets them know like, yo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it might be over. Okay. But to make our son feel alienated in a home that his father pays for is a problem for me. You know, for you to be irresponsible parents, the fucking both of you, the fuck is wrong with you? Listen, for you to be that irresponsible, to have your kids in a situation where you're stranded somewhere knowing, oh, well, when we got here, it wasn't raining. Motherfucker, if NASA said it's finna rain, it's finna rain. My son is stuck somewhere in the same underwear and clothes for three days. And trust me, you know, the reason I didn't say anything on social media is because I realized that there are people, I didn't want to, slight anybody because I realized there are people that were sleeping in furniture warehouses that didn't have any electricity, no food, no, you know, toiletries, no nothing. That wasn't my son's issue. And I put some of that on my son too, because I'm like, you got a little backpack that was bought for you by my people. You could have packed it with your toiletries and a change of clothes because you knew y'all was leaving late night. People talk shit about how I keep my Jeep, whatever, whatever, clothes, blankets, shit like that. Motherfucker, we live in a place where in the wintertime shit gets bad. I need to know that if we get stranded on the side of the road, I'm good. I got electricity in my car, the whole shit. Dead ass. I got an electric plug. If I needed to fucking hook up a griddle, I could do it. Keep snacks, everything. That's what responsible parents do. Now you telling me you could spend money on that. Oh, I want to go to Dominican Republic because I haven't seen my mother in a long time since Christmas. Pause. <laughs> Cabron, when was the last time you seen your son during Christmas? 
You see what I'm saying? So this goes back to, you know, the whole parenting issue. I'm not with the shits when it comes to my son. So it was just, it was a very scary experience. I didn't abandon y'all cult members, all that other shit. I still was just making sure I was praying and that my focus was on my kid and my family down there to make sure that they were all okay. Because no matter how much I don't like you motherfuckers, I still have to pray for you, Raquel, Manny, because of the fact that you are the people that are taking care of my son or are you? You allowed this little boy to gain like 15 fucking pounds in the last two months. When we first moved here seven years ago, I was a fucking vegetarian. My son had never even eaten a fucking meatball until my mother forced it down his throat, like knock it the fuck off. So that was the cardinal rule that I was going to break today because I never talk about my marriage. I never talk about why things happened in my marriage or why my marriage dissolved and things like that. And it was just rule number one, I didn't feel safe and I didn't feel protected. I didn't feel like... No matter what, this man has my back. I didn't feel like, you know what I'm saying, the love that he had for me was the same as the love that I see for my father and my, my mother or even my stepfather. When my mother passed away, my stepfather gave her CPR. She had been dead for eight hours. i never seen no shit like that in my life. That's love. You know, so if I can't have that, I just I won't have nothing. And, you know, that brings me into the, the show Insecure that I just fucking love so much is that, you know, I'm in a situation right now where things have deteriorated. You know, I had a situation before, and now it's just a situation where, you know, cuffing season is getting ready to start. So all that shit where all the men are gaga and googly-eyed over the summer shit, that's all natural. Let them do what they do. You want to run amok, do what you do, my dude. Just don't get caught. If you get caught, I ain't fucking with you because I guarantee you it's a bottom bitch and she's not, she's not me. So I don't give a fuck what I look like. And it's funny because I posted today that I had somebody tell me, like, yo, you're not a looker. And I'm thinking to myself, like, motherfucker, do you know that where I live? Like, we live in a shanty town. Like, we do. So why the fuck am I going to get dressed up every single day to go outside to compete with bitches that put cod liver oil on their edges because they don't got none? Why the fuck would I do that? I barely even comb my hair. You'll be, you'll be glad just to see that, I, you know, I even put my hair in a bun. Now, that I won't do. So, yeah, I go out the house any kind of way, but I know that when I go to the bank, I'm good. I know that when I go to any of my jobs, I'm good. I don't have to impress none of these bum-ass broads or dudes here. What the fuck for? But I bet you this, when the fuck I go up out of town, which is why long-distance relationships have always worked for me, my dude don't got to see me walking around in the same jersey every day, <laughs> you know, with the little furry flip-flops on. He ain't got to see that. But if I'm going down to Florida or wherever it is I'm going when I, you know, when I was dating, Oh, it's a, it's 100%. I'm 100 all the way around. Body tight, hair done, freshly done, fresh, you know, fresh mani-pedi. I don't give a fuck about you people here. I don't. I'm in work mode. I got another book to come out. You don't understand the process. So my process is I don't give a fuck about what you think. And I said, in 10 years from now, you young dudes that were so worried about a bitch with a fat ass and this, this, and this, going to have a bunch of babies' moms. In 10 years, me and the person that I'm with, we're going to be naked somewhere in the south of France, okay? The value is not always, you can't take people for face value. You got to dig a little bit deeper than that. I'm not trying to fuck with a dude that all he's doing is looking at my booty hole instead of my soul. I don't, I don't. I'm, it's deeper than that. Like, I don't really, I don't need you. What the fuck I need you around for? If you don't find me attractive, cool, pass on me. <laughs> Look, I'm good. You understand what I'm saying? And so I just think that there's a lot of, especially with the moons and everything that's going on, it's just I start looking at people a little bit different now. Like, you know what, this is not even somebody that I would really want to keep around as a friend. 
you know, because you're rude, you're disrespectful, you have fucking, you know, mental health issues, and you talk about me like I ain't shit, but you know deep down when we leave this town, I'm everything to everybody else. You know that, okay? So guess what? Like I said, you're not the type of dude that you really want me to go get my hair done every other week. You don't want that because if I went and got my hair done every other week, motherfucker, I wouldn't even have to talk to you. The same shit that you see in me, trust me, these other cats are seeing it too. They just knew or they assumed that I was involved with somebody, so they really just fell back. You know, and I don't go back and tell the person that I'm with, any dude I'm with, like, yo, this cat tried to holler at this guy, because it's all, it's all corny. But make no mistake, these young cats is checking. So they don't know if I'm 42, 32, they don't know. But I just, just know this. I don't got a wrinkle on my fucking face, okay? Young, old, anybody can get it, Okay? But for me, I think a lot of these men get confused because with all this social media presence and how women looking with Snapchat filters and shit on, some of you bras look like fucking garanimals. You don't look good in or outside the fucking filter. If I got to take 20 and 30 minutes to do my face and put synthetic shit in my hair, and I don't want to do that. But make no mistake, if I did do that, my mom didn't have any ugly children. I'd be a bad broad. But I don't give a fuck about being a bad broad. I want to get paid. I want to be a paid broad. I don't want to be the broad with the fucking $1,000 purse that don't got $1,000 in the bank. I don't want to go to the buy here, pay here, and fucking buy cars. We've, we've already did that. You understand what I'm saying? I don't want to do that. I don't do that. I go to the lots, pick my shit out brand new, and drive off. Okay, I don't want to have to ask nobody or or seek validation from men. Worry about your fucking self. You understand what I'm saying? These dudes be out here built like fucking Santa Claus and Gumby and shit, talking about what bitches should be doing with their body. Motherfucker, did you drink water today? Fucking insides probably smell like battery acid and taste like it too, which brings me to the Issa Rae insecure shit where there was a scene and, you know, I've had this conversation with black women because I consider myself black, but not really. I am, of course. I'm still a Negro, but, you know, there's Latina. It's, it's, it's different, So, especially when your mama look white. So, you know, there's this stigma attached to fellatio, you know, giving head. And I don't understand that because if that's your man, right, that, that, and this is what I mean about the condition of dating. If that's your man, you should just want to eat him up, just you know what I'm saying? It is what it is. If that's not your man and he for everybody, I can get that you might not want to get so, you know what I'm saying, freaky with him because you're like, oh, he probably doing this for everybody because they do. Mm. But if that's your man, you should want to because he should want to be doing the same things to you. What I don't like with the insecure character was when, you know, do when Daniel did we did and busted and did all that other shit. Um, she got mad at him about it. Like, where was this supposed to go? You understand what I'm saying? And I think that my cousin had posted something. My cousin Charles had posted something, and it was to me it was it was a life changer. He said, you know, a lot of dudes don't even really be out here cheating. They just basically be getting their dick sucked. They be getting head here and there, little little something here and there that one thing turned into something else. He said, and the reason that is is because if you have a woman that's like, I don't be doing that or I'm not finna do that, this, this, and this, what you won't do, another woman will. Now, make no mistake, same thing with men. What you won't do, another man will. A lot of men, oh, I don't be eating ass, I don't be doing this. Shit, the whole world doing it right now. Follow suit, okay? 
Don't be thinking that you're special just because a dude, you know, did that. They all doing it right now. Young, old, don't matter. Don't matter. It's not sacred. Nothing's sacred anymore. Okay? And right now, it's a lot of cats that's out there. You know, they, they got eyes on everybody, right? Or they don't see the value in the relationships or relationship that they have right now. So instead of them just bowing out gracefully saying, you know what, she deserved better. You understand what I'm saying? Like, I know I'm not ready to deal with her solely, you know, and instead of a man, that's dating. Instead of a man saying, you know what, can we reconvene in a year, you know, maybe six months, we could come back. Nah, they try to drag you along. Bitch, I'm grown. (laughs) You can't fucking drag me along. You can't put me on motherfucking layaway. You understand what I'm saying? You got to just be man enough to say, you know what, I think that whatever we had was good enough that we could take a break away from six months, and I'm confident that you're not going to find another man like me. You have to be that confident. I'm that confident. I t- Listen, I told somebody recently, like, look, take a step away. We could just not talk for like a year. Oh, we can't be friends? Hell no, nah, but you're not my friend. I've had sex with you. We're not friends. You know, if you could just take a year off, handle your business, do what you need to do, maybe you need to be single for a while because obviously you haven't had that time, then come back to me in a year. But deep down, I know that in a year, I'm probably not even going to remember you. Not like that because when you get with somebody that's in alignment with who you are, you don't have all this drama. You don't have all these issues. You don't have this liar shit going on. You don't have that. And it's just it's nice when you have peace in a relationship. And so I realized that my old relationship, things were deteriorating when men actually started looking at me again. Because while I was with this particular person, cats wouldn't even look at me. It's just You could see somebody's stench just written all over you like, nah, she got somebody. But now they look, they see hurt. You know, they see pain. You know, they see, like, damn, you know, this motherfucker out here embarrassing her, whatever, whatever. They know things. They they don't want to say what they know or what they saw. I know, right? And so as you leave that situation, you start realizing, like, not everybody is going to call you 1,500 times a day just to say nothing. They want to say something. that You know, there there's cats out there that want to show you some shit. You know, I'm tired of getting in relationships, and I'm the one that that's the experienced one. Where the fuck, you know what I'm saying? Why don't you take me somewhere? I'm Listen, I'm from here. I've been here seven years. I don't even think I've ever eaten out in Buffalo, but like twice. Why don't you take me somewhere for once? Take me to one of your little spots, even if it's just to eat empanada, you know, or some rice. Take me somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Show me some shit that I've never seen before. I'm ready for it because I'm tired of getting into situations and I'm always the person that's like, oh, we should be over here doing this or, oh, we should go do that. I'm tired. And it really is not a man role. It's a reversed role. You're supposed to be teaching me. I'll take somebody that taught me something over somebody that bought me something any day. Okay? I accept gifts and shit, but I also like the gift of time. That's my biggest gift. I told a, I told a guy, he said, what do you want from me? I said, well, I would like to be able to wake up next to mine every day. You understand what I'm saying? If that's possible. He didn't know what to say because he's not in a position to do that right now. So we don't really have really, to me, too much to talk about, and it's painful to watch people lie and try to maneuver within relationships. And it's just like, dude, just just say the truth. Just be like, look, we have fun. I cared about you. I still want to fuck you sometimes. And I can either agree to that or not. I'm not going to. And then everybody moves on. But I think that deep down these cats be knowing that they're not adequate enough and you would never be able to pull a bitch if you told the truth. So they lie. You know what I'm saying? You can't be a real nigga and a liar. You can't. 
I'm real. You ask me, yo, you you still messing with so-and-so? Yeah, you know, but ain't no telling what's good. You know, so I don't entertain other men because I deal with straight psychopaths. So I don't, I can't entertain other men while I'm with one. I have to cut that situation completely off and then try to take some time to myself and then I move on. That's the thing to do. You know what I'm saying? Jumping in and out of niggas' beds and stuff like that. Men ain't never had to worry about me doing that. But I think that going forward, you know, like it shows on Insecure, this is what happens when people don't date. You know what I'm saying? You end up jumping into situationships. Now you see she's getting um, she's getting her rotation on. And I actually write about that in my book, except I call it the whole stroll. So, guys, you know, thanks for being patient with me. I did not forget about you, like they said. But, you know, I just had to address that situation because I know a lot of y'all think that my, you know, ex-husband situation is, you know, pretty in pink and it's it's just wonderful. It's really not. Shit was fucked up. But right now that my baby is home, I feel like I'm on top of the world. I'm getting ready to go out here and smash. Make sure y'all tune in next week for Tell the Truth Tuesday. I got a throwback for you right now. Top of the world. Can you groove?
the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 